Welcome to the No Books Podcast. This week on No Books, we react to the gut-wrenching loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. Dan and I pick up the pieces and we try to move on. Let's roll. What's up, 49er freaks? It's Dan. I'm sitting across from Andre. Andre, other than football and what we saw last night. How was your week? How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. My weekend was uh, very nice. Weather was uh, not to my liking. Too hot. Too hot. But outside of that, you can't avoid the news with uh, Trump in the hospital. He's in the hospital. You didn't hear. Oh, no, I I heard. I I think I got wind of it. You can't avoid uh, Trump in the hospital with the uh, COVID-19. No, I I wouldn't wish uh, a hospital stay on any human being. I'm not that type of person. Thankfully for Donald, he's not human, so we don't have to worry about that. It's actually very top secret. I I have been given some information that no one else has. Ooh. He is yeah he is not uh, infected with COVID. It's actually a a very very toxic mixture of orange dye. <laughs> that would explain why he's orange. That's ah I get uh, it. But he got a bad batch because he he didn't listen to himself. He actually got it from China. So. <laughs> He screwed himself again. Always giving us something. In all seriousness, I'm sick of all the jokes about him drinking bleach. He's not an idiot. He's not a moron. He's not going to drink bleach. That's absolutely insane. But he is sucking on a Tide Pod for his sore throat. (laughs) He's using it like a cough drop. A few days ago, it was Saturday, October 3rd, and I watched Biden do the right thing. Stood up at a press conference. Sent his condolences to the first family and wished the president well. After he was asked what you're going to do on your first day in office, he said, well, the first thing I'm going to do is make Saturday, October 3rd, a new federal holiday, opposite day. (laughs) Trump staged a couple photos. Did you see those photos of him trying to work? I did. Right? They actually find out there's the embedded information in the digital cameras. I don't know if he knows we're, we're in the digital age. We're not, we're, we're not using reels anymore in real films. So they found out those were taken 10 minutes apart. They're in different rooms. He's with a jacket on one side. He's not with a jacket on the other side. And he was also pictured signing a blank piece of paper. It, it's, it's crazy. But the good news is the first thing... He signed as president that's not going to lead us into further destruction on the environment. <laughs> Yesterday, he went on a joyride. You know, he took his agents out there oh, and went on nice. this joyride. Nice guy. Yeah, really sweet of him to, to put everyone at harm. But he really wanted to be in the Guinness Book of World Records for first ever COVID hotbox. <laughs> Apparently, he's going home tonight, though. That's good news. Oh, yes. He wants to get back to work because there's still two people in the White House that are negative. Oh, Nice. Yeah, but I did learn something. Trump learned something. I learned something. I know finally know what MAGA means. M-A-G-A. I get it now. I understand what everyone's talking about. It means most are giant assholes. <laughs> I've been wrong the whole time. Well, let's let's move on. I just want to wish them the worst before we move on. <laughs> All right. But um, we knew we had a prem not a premonition, but just that feeling, that gut feeling you have going. Going into this game, that we may have some issues. And, and what did we talk about? The last thing on our show last week, Andre, what did we talk about? The last thing we talked about was you're on a two-week winning streak on the road. Yep. You're coming home. Do not let off the gas. Don't go flat. 
pay attention, keep your eye on the prize, and uh, come out swinging. It's hard to do. It's hard it's, to do. It's, it's natural. We go and we have a goal, right? You set a goal of a couple weeks. You you do everything you can. You're completely focused for 14, 20. I think they were on the road for like 16 total days. You come home and you get loose. Yep. Right, yep. you you want to go to McDonald's, you want to go to the club, you want to you know you want to spin around town. You see family, you got a couple chicken heads you're doing. You got to see, you know, how to take care of. You know, you got your baby's mama, and so on and so forth. And of course, you get distracted. It's only natural. Yeah, I think you can relate this to anything that you do, whether it's your personal goals or work goals. When you accomplish that goal, the first thing that you want to do is I'm taking tomorrow off. I'm yeah. gonna kick back and relax. And the results, you take a day off. Yeah, when you got an asshole flying in from Philadelphia that wants to kick your ass yeah. while you're kicking back. And so that's, that's kind of where we're at because that was exactly what we talked about was you can't come in and take the day off because there's someone coming in. Who's who, desperate, who's absolutely desperate, desperate, desperate to win. And now in first place, ironically <laughs> enough. So let's jump into it. Let's start with the D uh, because I think most of the good news we have this week is on defense. I thought the DBs played admirably. I mean... They're beat up out there. I thought the linebackers hung in there. Warner, I thought, had a good game. And uh, and a couple other guys on the defensive line, Hyder and that defensive line, I think, played a, a, as best as they could. I mean, those aren't first-string guys. We're, we're talking about guys who are coming up from practice squad or, or coming off the street. So as far as the defense goes, they played well enough to win. They what do you did. think? Do you think I'm right in that? I, I absolutely think you're right. The defense only gave up 267 yards. 193 of it was passing yards to Wentz. And you're you're keeping Carson Wentz to 193 yards. And I know that he started off the season. He's in uh, the dumpster fire with the Philly fans and the Philly media. But it's still Carson Wentz. And it was going to be at some point some point in the season he's going to wake up. And he kind of had those flashes, just like we thought we, that he was going to have those flashes uh, this game. Against the Niners, we he had one. What did he have? One seventy four. or You had a different number. I had one ninety three. One ninety three. One seventy. Whatever. It's under two hundred yards. Yep. That's that's you got to win a game when they're and, and we held them under hundred yards rushing. So we definitely play good enough on defense to win that game. So what? Uh, you talk about the rushing. Philly had ninety three total yards rushing, and thirty seven of that went uh, was from Carson Wentz. I got to get some smelling sauce. I think because I am still in last year where I think this defensive line is still, we're going sideways with the talent, right? We get Kinlaw, you go for, instead of Defoe, and you're like, all right, maybe we'll take a little step back. But now we're without Bosa, without Ford. We're, we got Kinlaw doing as best he can, but that's not DeForest Buckner playing out there. That's almost 30 sacks and all, countless pressures that we're missing. And when we have guys like that, like a Ford or a Bosa on the edge, those guys can do two things simultaneously. That's what makes them so good. They get up field so fast. Not only do they pressure the quarterback, but they cut off those edges. You can't run a whole lot of those jet sweeps or those reverses when Bosa's in your face or D Ford's five yards upfield in a second and a half. So we're we're really feeling that right now. Yeah. But the other side of that coin is what you said with those pieces missing. This this defensive team as a unit is not playing all that bad. No. You gave up 18 points to the Eagles at home, and you still you can, should be able to win that game. And we were in a position to win that we game. We were in a position to win that game. With five minutes and change left, and we'll, we'll get into what happened there. 
So it's frustrating. But uh, on the positive note, the secondary being as patchwork as it is, played played pretty well. They had the one blown play. It wasn't even a blown play. Dante Johnson gave up that 40-plus yard bomb that went through an absolute dime that just kind of sailed to the air oh so beautifully right into the hands of uh, name that receiver. <laughs> but uh, the secondary, uh, outside of that play, played pretty well. Jason Verrett played, you know, his, his game. He's got a starting job, right? He, he does. For his it, to as, lose when Mosley comes yeah, back, you agree with that? As long as, he's, long as he can stay healthy, absolutely. I think, okay. I think that that would be the case. I agree, yeah. I think he's deserved it. He's played um, well enough. Kwan, uh, K1 Williams uh, banged up again. You so, saw you you said something earlier to me that was really fascinating because I didn't I didn't see this on film but that the one play he really blew that really cost us cost us uh, that first touchdown with Wentz. So uh, Kwan or Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander. Okay, so going back to the Quan Alexander play. So when we talk about the defensive struggles of what's been happening with the 49ers, what is their ultimate problem? The kryptonite. The stopping the run from the quarterback itself, right? Yes. So that Carson Wentz run, when we watched it live, uh, it was kind of like just a, you know, it was a typical uh, quarterback draw or uh, kept the read, read option. Yeah, the read and, option. Yep. And off he went, and it looked so easy to get in there. But as as I looked at the play earlier today. You have Deion Jordan completely crashing, but that's almost expected because the guy is, you know, relatively new, getting back into the swing of things, playing mm-hmm. football. But then behind him is Quan Alexander, who was there last year, and I don't want to say he was part of the problem when this read option was was put to the test, but he completely crashed as well. So now you have your defensive end and your middle linebacker both crashing towards the running back, and Carson Wentz had just freaking daylight. Carson Wentz could have took a date, could have took his, his wife on that, that trip. <laughs> but then, he, uh, then you have Jimmy Ward coming into the five-yard line and gets completely juked out of his cleats. Right. And Carson Wentz just you know tiptoes into the, into the end zone. But they had that play, and then I noticed on the two-point conversion, which was a costly two-point two-point conversion when it was all said and done. Uh, very similar play, read option type play, but then Ertz scored it out, yeah, and there was a chip block. Yeah, on yeah just a, just a, a easy scrape to the flat. I mean, there's that's that's a high school that's a high school play. But outside of that, uh, what, your your standout players on well, defense. Hyder, I thought Eric played well. Armstead was was playing fast as usual. We were, it was a fingertip game. We were all like a fingertip away from having five, six, seven sacks all night. We did a good job moving them off the spot. We just couldn't get to them. We were just like, we're a half step slow. That's the Bosa. That's the the D4. You have those guys in those same positions, and we probably get out of there with five or six sacks last night. We definitely had the opportunity to get those. And I think you touched on it last week with Sala. You you said you're going to have to draw up exotic blitzes. Yeah, he's blitzing a lot he, more. He's blitzing a lot he more. He has to. And they're getting to the quarterback, but they just can't freaking finish. They're almost getting home. They're, ni- yeah. they're playing 90%. They're yeah. almost there. But that's the difference between a second stringer and a first stringer is that last percentage, that, that last – even a quarter, it was a quarter step, another six inches, a longer arm, right? <laughs> if the guy would have just stretched before the game a little better, we might have had a couple sacks from some of those guys. That being said, you know, the D-line, the, the D-line played their asses off. And I know we're frustrated with a lot of these quarterbacks now in the last couple weeks at least. And, and going back um, even to the first week, we're having some problems getting into covering that, that read option. 
as far as defensive line goes, when you're getting guys off the street, you're getting second guy, second team guys, you're getting guys off the practice squad, teaching those guys and practicing those with uh, that defensive line, that defensive edge practice over and over and over, because that's got to be muscle memory. You can't think too if you think too much, yeah. he's gone. So that's got to be muscle memory where you, where you. Um, you know, you're going on a seven, eight, or nine position. You're hitting that right side or that right shoulder of the right or the left tackle. You're hitting that left shoulder, and you're trying to maintain and then come down and be aggressive. That's that takes work. That's the preseason. That's the off season. That's being a veteran uh, player. That's how Hyder had a couple of good plays because he is a veteran player. He's seen that. It's muscle memory for him, even though he's not the best defensive athlete that we have. So it, it it it's gonna, it's inevitable. We got we bring guys in and we need pass rush. What do you tell them? Go rush the quarterback. Yeah. That's all we want yeah. you to do. That's and, all we really need you to do first and foremost. And maybe this is something that we just as as a fan we have to sit back and just live with. Like this is this is <sighs> this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna try to. I mean, the idea is to go get the quarterback. So they're gonna go get the quarterback. But this is a year and a half now that we're go- we're going into the same problems. Bosa was no different. Bosa did the same exact thing. He crashed the edge. D Ford. Yeah. I mean, I'll, anyway, this is just a repetitive problem that just keeps presenting itself. Will it get fixed? I don't know. And uh, right now, uh, outside of that problem, the defense is playing fairly sound. I I don't mind giving up one of those plays right. for twenty yards yeah. in the middle of the field once in a while, but we're we're on that goal line, and he walks in with a hole the size of a Mack truck and jukes out everybody, that's not good news. Those are the times that hurt us the most. Because like we spoke about in last week's podcast, and you saw Philadelphia will spread the ball out and then still run all that fruity stuff up the middle <laughs> and all the, and all those plays and, the, and, and goal line plays and short yardage plays. And other teams are going to copy that. Other teams are going to look to spread the ball out and then run some read option. And so we better we better start uh, start getting on top of that. And that's the known kryptonite because Daniel Jones did the same exact thing on those two plays against yeah. the Giants. And well, now... t- I mean, you don't have to be a genius to watch tape yeah. and go, "Oh wow, that's working." And then the second <laughs> week, "Oh wow, that's working." And then what do you think Miami's going to do next week? That's why the rumor is maybe Tua might get a start, yeah. right? Yeah. So we better figure it out because Tua ain't coming in here with broken <laughs> hips and a wheelchair. He's going to run around us if we don't be careful. All right, enough bitching about D, or should we should we move on? No, I would just like to give credit to the secondary for playing as well as they played with the patchwork that they have, and also Quan Alexander, despite the crash on the on the first touchdown. Outside of that one goofball play yeah. that cost us seven he points, act- he had a pretty good he game. He actually he actually had a decent game. He had nine tackles, six uh, six solo, three assisted, and he was fast and moving to the ball and wrapping up. So that was good to see. I'm done with the defense. All right, because I know we were a little whiny there, but it's going to get worse because now we're going to talk about the <laughs> offense because that's where the real trouble was. Like we said, we play, defense played well enough to win. Bottom line. Gave up 18 points at home. All right. Whatever you say about uh, quarterbacks crashing, this, that, it's, it's about points. Yep. And you gave up 18 points in the National Football League right now with other teams scoring 30 and 40. <laughs> you got it, it, you got to win yeah. at home. Giving up 18 points. So why couldn't we beat that? Because the offense, again, chose to be inconsistent and, and decided to turn the ball over three times. 
uh, two interceptions and a fumble, and that was all at the hands of Captain Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins, wow. Uh, the good news is he's at the doctor's today. He's being tested for being colorblind. Oh, that's what he it was. He can't distinguish between red and okay. white. So once we get that figured out... Yeah. So there were no bad decisions. There was no ball... It bad, all looks the same. He's like a dog. Handling. It's all black and white. It all looks the same to him, okay? That would make perfect sense. Uh, so going back to Mullins, he had the two interceptions and the fumble. The first interception should have been thrown into the ground. He got uh, rushed. McGlinchey got beat. The pressure was on him, and instead of putting it into the ground, he sailed it into double or triple coverage, and there was yeah. there was there was a defender right there to easily and, take it away. And I made a mistake. I'm quoting first downs, 18 first downs, which we should still win. They actually scored 25, and I'm thinking about the actual numbers they gave up, which was 18 points because Mullins threw what? Two picks. Pick, but one of them was our pick, favorite. Pick six. Pick six, that's right. So they really did give up eight. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, so Mullins, you know, what, what are you going to say? He, he's, he has no fear. He has, he has no sense of pressure. We need to get him some, like, side mirrors for his car. He has no side mirrors. He's driving down in the streets of San Francisco with no side mirrors, and he's just scraping everybody on the street. There's, like, bicycles turning over. Taxi cabs are getting hit. And that is that is a very good point because I would say if, if you say that he has no side mirrors, then Jimmy G is like a Tesla with every freaking bell and whistle That's right. on the car because if somebody comes within 15 yards of Jimmy, he's going he's into sensing a, it. It's he's like, going into that's a it. frenzy. I gotta get out of here. I gotta stop the car. I gotta wake up the driver. Wake up. We're gonna stop here. So uh, Mullins, he doesn't even have one mirror like on a, like, no, a, like an old no Chevy. Yeah, at all. So the the one he's easy he's easy to sneak up behind. <laughs> the easy one surprise. The one interception that he did throw, the pressure was coming from his his blind side. Yeah, and he had no freaking idea, no sense of awareness. Last was... week he had a guy come north and south at him at a twelve, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, you can't get any more blatant than that. And he eats didn't it. have his windshield wipers. My goodness, get some so, Windex, buddy. Let's 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 clear the picture here. Get him to lens crafters. So with the the pass the pass protection, it being ranked twenty sixth last year. Yeah. Now I really see where where Jimmy G plays in this offense. Like there was so much criticism on Jimmy G yeah. for you know not finding the open receiver, but does he have the time to find the open receiver? And his quick release is the only thing saving his ass. You know that the interesting thing about that stat is if. Other teams like Seattle would have Jimmy G or our quarterbacks that don't move, that stick in the pocket. They would be just as bad, if not worse. Yeah. They a lot of <laughs> that's the trend now. You got uh, maneuverable quarterbacks that can protect your line from those type of yeah. stats. Yeah. You, three times a game. Look at what Carson Wentz did. He was running out there five, six, seven times, eight times. I mean, countless times we could have brought him down to the ground or was close, and those would have been sacks on his offensive line. He protects them by being mobile, and we don't have that. And that's that's a problem these days. Yeah. So we could go round and round with Mullins, but I think it's 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 now we can finally lay it to rest. He no no QBC, <laughs> huh? no quarterback controversy. There's, there's no QBC. The only QBC that there is is who's the number two quarterback now? Because no. Beathard came in in the two minute drill and he ran it. He ran it really well. It was admirable. Yeah. I mean, that was a. A great two-minute, again, you're playing against 
you know, a dime. I think they were running dime at that point, or at least, or at least two overs. So, you know, you're playing kind of a to prevent defense. Yeah, and you're going to be able to make those passes. I don't take anything away from CJ because he saved the last five minutes for us because we were still in it to us. And Kittle almost or or Debo almost came down with a miracle play, so he he gave us an opportunity to win after it seemed like it was a complete wrap. We were watching the game together last night. We looked at each other like, did that just happen with that pick? Did he really throw it to those guys? I, I, I think, I think. Because we were, we could, I was confident at that point. We had a, a good opportunity to run a five-minute offense, get down the field, and score a touchdown. Yeah. I thought, I thought we were in good shape at that point. I think uh, my, my reaction was three seconds after the ball was picked. What the hell, what the hell, what was, the hell that? was that? <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. Did I just see that? So that was very unlike uh, Nick Mullins, he hasn't shown those kind of tendencies before to make those kind of mistakes, but he made them. He made them on a national stage. Yeah, I don't know. He made it in the spotlight. Uh, a lot of things were working in his favor for and playing in that game. Things could have uh, really taken off for him. So it's unfortunate that it, uh, that, from that the happened. first throw with yeah. no pressure, no. He's, he was way he was off, off so- all night. There was something going on as far as something psychologically with him that just didn't. And you could tell just that didn't click. You could tell that Shanahan, you know, I obviously it was hard not to notice when you sail a ball over Juice Check that had, you know, touchdown written on it. Yeah, um, that it, was another. Uh, we talked last week about the Niners blowing the one play a game you get out of a defense with a complete blown coverage. Last week, it was it was the uh, play to Bourne. This week, what is it? We get a complete open juice. I mean, they were 20 yards in that first first series. So that's at least three points. He's going down to the 30 to the 20. And he had a blocker out there, too. It could it could have been a touchdown play. Yeah. But you could see from that uh, very early on, Shanahan pulled the reins back on Mullins. Because by the third drive, they were going to jet sweep, reverse, yeah. which I, it's fun to watch. It was good. The team needed energy at yeah. that point. The team needed some energy on both sides of the ball at that point, and they they got it in that series. You saw them a little more upbeat. It brings me to a, an idea that I've had, and I don't know why we don't do it. Why didn't Shanahan run a little um, uh, two-minute offense? I don't care. Once in a while, yeah, right? Speed it up. It's like we're struggling on offense. Let's go no huddle. I know it's against our DNA, right? But that's what make it could work in that situation because no one's expecting it. When you watch later in the game, when we went a little no huddle, even though it was against prevent, those defensive linemen were starting to wear down a little bit. I mean, yeah. it's just natural. you got to keep them huffing and puffing. So I'm just throwing that out there. I wish Kyle once in a while, especially when the offense is struggling, just do something completely radical and completely different. So we've talked about so many negative things. No, no, we haven't even got to the offensive line yet. <laughs> but because uh, that's the biggest negative. Yeah, but okay, let's 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 take a pause and let's let's take a look at uh, Brandon Ayuk. What <sighs> what the potential for this this wide receiver to, now that he's out there and you see him move, you see what he can do. He made a catch. He, he bounced off two uh, yeah. defenders and still worked his way back upfield for the first time. That the Niners have a wide receiver that actually looks and plays the part. How far? How high was that hurdle? That that was awesome. That was like one of those moments where you and I were watching the game together. Yeah. 
And it was one of those. It was definitely a signature moment for him. It was like, welcome to the club. And we freaking, we were like, oh, we jumped up in the air. That was the Madden play of the week. And I haven't been excited on a single play since the Kittle catch at New Orleans. It was just that type of like, wow, just amazing uh, individual effort to get the job done. And yeah, we have, we have now some athletes with Debo. I know Debo didn't play. Uh, that many snaps, but he got some looks. And next week, you only anticipate he gets, you know, maybe double amount he did this week. And it doesn't sound like he has any uh, any residual injuries or yeah. things coming back. So that's great. But yeah, uh, Brandon Ayuk is a hell of a pick. I mean, that guy, he, he just looks, he looks the part. Yeah. It, it, look, put him and Dante Pettis next to each other. Really? Tell me who's the professional <laughs> athlete. Who? I don't know. There's this guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, yeah. But uh, he, it, it, you can see now, like, okay, you got Ayuk, you got you got Debo Samuel, you've got Kittle, you've got a we lot of time a lot, a lot of players out. going on there. What? How about that performance with Kittle? What for, first game back <laughs> after uh, after a uh, knee injury? He, he looked fresh. He goes and hungry. Fifteen receptions for 185 yards and a touchdown. Speaking of that New Orleans game, that that play, it looked almost a similar play. Last night he catches and there's four guys hanging on him. And you know you're in trouble as a defensive player. You know you're kicking their ass on offense when they have to start grabbing your helmet. Because that's last case scenario. <laughs> I'll take the 15 yards, yeah. but I'm not going to get dragged another five yards on national television. Okay? <laughs> and that's what he was doing. So he, him and Ayuk seemed like they were playing in fifth gear and the rest of the team was, was trying to get out of third to fourth. Uh, but just a... Just an amazing effort, and and sad in that, you know, uh, a game where he, he he's breaking records or is <laughs> going in the L column. It's just yeah, not it's, fair. It's almost like twenty uh, twenty eighteen all over again. It, he's a guy we got to He deserves it. I mean, yeah. he deserves the best effort out of everyone around him. And with the offensive line last night, he did not get that. That was the worst performance I've seen from our offensive line in in, in some time. Yeah. So offensive line uh, gave up 16 uh, pressures and five sacks. Mullins was in trouble all night. Sometimes he made good decisions. Sometimes he made poor decisions. The poor decisions really, really cost him. But, but it's not all Mullins. Fall. No, no. I'm just saying that, that this is this this is not a this is not a this is a reoccurring pattern. Bottom line, the you know the the bookends. This is new. Trent Williams played right. his his worst game that he's played for the Niners at least. And then McGlinchey, you know, this is kind of like now this is week four, and he's hit or miss. And, I don't know. know. I think he's playing too lean. I did. I did. I think. I, did I think he looks that. great. Very. I mean, <laughs> lean, mean fighting machine. But I want. I, I yeah. would like to see him catch another yeah. two inches on his way. He's getting. He's getting. From what I've seen, he's getting pushed around like crazy. Well, and, Trent got pushed around last night too, but he needs to. He's he could put on another twenty five pounds easily. Yeah. All right. He looks he he looks like a very very tall tight we, end. Hey, the good news is we might be bringing in Clay Matthews, so Clay Ooh. might be able to help him with the juice or something. You know, <laughs> put him on a cycle to get him up. But he looks he looks to me. I, I want my right tackle being a little little heftier. Right. I agree. I don't care how fa- run the forty. I don't care. <laughs> You're not paid to run the forty. You're poor. You need to be a wall. And across the board, though, that was. That was a lousy effort. If you get beat by exotic blitzes, if you get beat by crazy stunts, 
If you get beat because the guy is smacking you in the head, but when you're in a zero and a guy's just running you back to the quarterback, that's embarrassing. And yeah. I, and to a man, they, I'm sure they feel that way today. And when they watch that film, they should all be embarrassed because were they eating Subway sandwiches all week long? That's it? And just didn't practice and thought they could come in here against a top five defensive line? Yeah. Works for the Watt brothers with Subway sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, go uh, yeah, uh, go Watt will hook you up. Him but and no, his goofy family. <laughs> going back to your going back to your point about taking the day off after a successful win, you know that's exactly kind of like where Trent Williams seemed to have played yesterday. It was it was just an off game, and I guess yeah. you just chalk it up and you move on. Obviously, but he was you know he was getting beat by a faster, quicker defensive end who was a top you know a top draft pick but right. it was a one play where he almost seemed to get give up on it like he thought he had his guy right he pushed him down to the ground the guy didn't right. lose his balance and continued on that's not Trent yeah, Williams. that's a guy who just simply and he did only the only thing he did was do a, a speed rush to the side yeah. he didn't do anything special my my issue is once in a while you're going to get beat out of speed you never want to get beat out of power He's one of the biggest men on the field. You don't want to go backwards. That's that's an embarrassing moment, and I, I, I that can't happen. And when you you can't run the ball that way, I don't care if you're running whatever scheme. If you're blocking the run or blocking and moving backwards, you're not having any success on any side of the ball, whether it's defense or offense. And we got pushed to run. Yeah. So going back to the offense, you know, time the time of possession was even through the game. The Niners put up 417 total yards of offense. Let's let's be careful with that. Because no. I looked at that and I went, damn, that's pretty good. Like, we had 25 first down. We were looking at this and going, well, that's pretty good, 301. But garbage time, right? Uh, yeah, I you was, know, you know, that's, you, that's CJ. It was CJ it was, magic. It was, it was the, you know, it was the, the two-minute drill. They were in dime. The Eagles were in dime or they were in prevent. So they were going to give up chunk plays. But yeah. the rushing uh, 116 yards of rushing for the for a team that you know is built upon the run, predicated yeah. on the run. Yeah, their average like yesterday they averaged 5.8 average uh, yards per run, and you think ah that's you know that's not bad you know, but then you start looking into it. 38 of those yards came from Ayuk. Yeah, 54. McKinnon uh, had 54 and 14. And he's you know he average he's well, averaging 3.9 yards a game, but 54 of the yards that were gained on the ground came from passes behind the line of scrimmage. So you know, mm. or jet sweep or yeah. pass mountain behind yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You know those those. If you want to call those runs, go ahead and call them runs. But the running game is shot. But you know, I did re- I did kind of think to myself like McKinnon is not your number one back. Obviously, Mostert's not there and Coleman's not there. Those are your one two punch. And McKinnon is hanging in there. He's not the jet. <laughs> that's for sure. Right. But he he's going into into. Camp like we thought, McKinnon is the third down back. This in a cast catch the five yard pass for the first down, right? And now we're we're treating him like the number one back. So they're gonna have to figure out this running game real quick. They got to figure out the pass blocking. I think real quick. I think it's the offensive line right now. Yeah, they figure that out. Everything else will 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 will. The hope is when they watch that tape, they get a little pissed this week because if I, if. I watched that, and that's how I played as a player. Again, those embarrassing type plays, I get pissed. I, I want, I want to take it out on somebody this week. Well, Miami is a good team to take it out on. Let's hopefully. hope. Let's hope. So we'll say we'll we'll table that conversation for Thursday. Okay. When the Dolphins, uh, when we start looking at what the Dolphins have done this year, mm-hmm. and uh, 
don't know. Anything else you want to talk about? I think we need to burn the tape. <laughs> burn well, the I think tape. We need, this is one of those games where you watch it once or and then just burn it and just move on. You get 20, what is it? You get 24 hours, like Kittle said, to, to bitch and whine about this, and then it's over. And, then, and, and, and we got to prepare for Miami because now we're in a position where I'll be damned if we're going, we're two and three. We're, next Monday, we're sitting here oh, talking God. about two and three 49ers. So um, are we getting are we getting uh, JG back this week? Do we have any inkling? Is there any smoke in the air? Shanahan's uh, press conference said simply that uh, what's a wait and see to see if if he's able to practice on Wednesday. By the way, Quan just went on IR. Uh, Kwan Williams. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Man, that IR is busy as hell. Isn't so it? yeah, and again, um, another game, another player, another defensive end lost for the year. Ziggy Ansah. Torn bicep. Had a cup of coffee, <laughs> and he's gone. So it's not the uh, it's not the oh my god I can't believe that just happened because he was you know hardly on the field. It was it was nice to see him get in the building and try to cover up where Bosa <laughs> left off. But yeah, it was an awesome four plays. <laughs> but that that's neither here nor there. It looks like he's done for the year, and now you're telling well, me maybe. That I mean, again, the IR. IR is three weeks, right? Yeah. But in K1, all game was grabbing his ankle or grabbing yeah, his knee. Yeah, K1 might be a little longer than so. that. So, with the with the uh, the IR, the COVID IR that's modified this year, they could put him on three weeks, and then they get twenty one days, three weeks after that, that they can activate him. So you have between three and six weeks to get a guy like that back. Hopefully, it's less. But the way things are going this year with injuries, I, I'm assuming the worst. I don't know if it. One thing I noticed about myself last night was, like, every time Kittle was getting the ball, I was, like, scared. I was like, please, don't get it. Like, he was getting hit low, and I'm like, no, no. You know, you're just so anxious these days. So much anxiety about having these guys go down. What a, let's, let's end on this. Okay. Kittle. What a freaking star! Just an unbelievable beast, unbelievable. If you guy. look at the 49ers and, and you're you're a team going to prepare against them, what who are you going to shut down on the Niners? I mean, you're going to shut down Kittle. You're going to you're going to at least them. try. You're going to try. He had 15 for 183 and a touchdown, and almost almost had a hero catch of a hail mary at the end of the game. So, anyway. which then today we'd be like, we got to go with <laughs> CJ next week, right? That's our boy. That's how we roll. Just whatever is like the flavor of the oh. second, but. It was at least we had an opportunity to win the game. Hopefully, it's a lesson learned. Hopefully, it's a lesson learned that you can't take anything for granted. And things are tight. It's National Football League. Yep. You went two and one with your backups. So and then without your yeah without I, your starting quarterback. I pluralized backups because I think now oh, we're, we're plural now. <laughs> <laughs> There's plural. That's right. Poor Nick. Alright, so uh, burn the tape, that's it? Burn the tape. No more talk about this week? Let's roll. Alright, let's roll. Now, let, let's. we have to because of some of the interesting things this week that happened, even today. We're going to go around the league a little bit. Bill O'Brien fired. He was the GM, the oh, coach, yeah. the offensive coordinator for Houston. I think he was cooking hot dogs, making sure peanuts were there. Uh, Radio and play the by Gatorade play. was cold. What else was he doing over there? Radio play-by-play. Play. Radio play-by-play. Play. Well, <laughs> what can you say about Bill O'Brien? Turf maintenance. <laughs> he was screwing in cleats. I mean, taking on way too much. And then on top of that, you're not good at any one of those things. <laughs> well, I think he was okay with the play-by-play. 
<laughs> Peanuts work really good. <laughs> but that, I mean. Uh, you know what? General manager, screw that guy. Yeah, he he he, he traded. Yeah. Okay. What? Going going back to him, he 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 had to build up the offensive line because um, Deshaun Watson was getting lit up like a Christmas tree. So he goes and gets Laramie Tunsil. He tries to build up the offensive line to give protection, to give time for um, the quarterback to make his passes to their number one receiver. And then he goes ahead and takes the number one receiver, and he freaking trades him. He puts him in the NFC West. So now. <laughs> Like on app, we're probably gonna see him twenty times in our lifetime, and it's gonna be like the extension of Larry Fitzgerald with him on the Arizona Cardinals uh, now, or what? They're just gonna pass. They the got baton. super shrimp down there throwing a Hopkins. Thanks, Bill O'Brien. So, Thanks for that smart decision, yeah, guy. You're, you're a terrible GM. We, we wish you the worst. You're a terrible head coach. Yeah. The hell out of just here. Beat it. Get out of Houston. <laughs> Go back to college. See you at Rutgers. All right. Then we got COVID Cam. Cam COVID. <laughs> COVID Cam. COVID Cam. So. How many people on New England have COVID, Andre? Uh, is the answer one? The answer is one. It's Cam COVID. Damn. So he didn't get it at the facility. No one gets COVID at the facility. Everyone gets COVID at the club. <laughs> you know, strippers are, you know, they uncover their breasts and their mouth. <laughs> it's not a good thing. I don't know where he got it, but it's irresponsible outside. That's when you really need to be responsible, right? Yeah. Is is when you're out when you're on when no one's looking that you got to protect yourself and your team because now that the game's now going to be tonight all the things that happen you got Brian Hoyer throwing tonight so maybe he's the one maybe his he told his grandma to go yeah. pop on him or something but you I was finally going man maybe Cam's turned the corner maybe like you know he's gonna really conform to some discipline this year and some coaching, and he had a, a good start. But then you do something boneheaded like this, just wears, wear a mask, man. And you got to be careful at home. So the most disciplined teams with the most disciplined players this year are going to be the most successful because you need to protect yourself away from the facility. At the facility, cough on everybody. No one's sick. <laughs> so we talked about this in the very first podcast. What was going to get the 49ers through it? We didn't We didn't anticipate the, this many injuries, but to get through COVID, you were going to have to be disciplined, and your leadership and your structure was going to have to be in place. Yeah. And for you know what we've seen so far, that's exactly what has happened with the 49ers and with most, most teams in the NFL. Except would, for like the Titans that screwed, yeah. and then they screwed over the Vikings. Yeah. But to go back to the to what's going on in New England now, you know Cam Newton. I believe I could be wrong. He wears the C on his chest. He's 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 the captain, yeah, right? Absolutely. And for you know for him to wind up getting it, obviously you can't speculate where he got it. But whatever, he he wound up getting it. But you would think that there would be a hell of a lot of responsibility on your team captain and quarterback to keep your keep your ass safe 100% of the time. He wears fruity outfits all the time and fruity hats. He can wear a sequin-covered mask. You know, call Michael Jackson Estate. They have masks down there. He can wear some fruity pink mask. You know, whatever. Make it look like an elephant with a, a thing coming out. I don't care. You can wear anything, but you gotta wear a mask especially when you're away from the facility, when you're the guy. When you're number one. Okay? So... Cam, hope you get it together. Hopefully you come back quick so we can start criticizing you more. <laughs> then there's uh, Ramsey. What was this Ramsey-Tate fight? Like, I, 
I guess there's some gossip or some baby some mama stuff going down. Yeah. Some uh, well, Hatfields and McCoys <laughs> fighting families. So uh, Los Angeles Rams uh, superstar cornerback Jalen Ramsey got into a, a scrum with Golden Tate midfield after the game. Uh, th- what happened there? Well, if you ask the coaches, they're unsure. They're not yeah, sure, what, they're not unsure. sure what happened. A lot of the players don't like know what happened. the chief of staff. I don't know what's going on yeah. here. But uh, Aaron Donald, he's in the locker room. I didn't see what was going on. I have no idea what, what's going on. No. Well, apparently, not to play TMZ reporter here, but what was going on was that I guess Ramsey has uh, two children with uh, Golden Tate's sister. There's a family <laughs> feud. Uh, while pregnant, Ramsey broke up with her and started dating uh, another woman. And um, another guy's sister or something, <laughs> yeah. right? And you know, Golden Tate's no stranger to this kind of circus, apparently. And I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just, I'm regurgitating old facts, but apparently, uh, <laughs> Golden Tate may have allegedly may have had a problem or with Russell Wilson back in Seattle. He got with Russell Wilson's uh, first wife, mm-hmm. but. It's a real problem in the NFL. There's only 10 women that want to date NFL players, so they got to pass them all around. There you go. So anyway, I hope it all works out for the for the fam for the Ramsey and the Tate family. Yeah, hopefully they, they, they figure it out, all right? Hopefully alimony goes to the right address. <laughs> so that was that story. All right. So that's from around the league. And I think that's it, you know, uh, I think that's it for the week. Maybe there's a, a little soft news we'll get into before we finish. So I was reading an article that scientists are now touting the effects of fecal transplants. Have you heard about this? I I have heard of this. They take the crap out of someone healthy and put the crap into someone who's not healthy because apparently like the good bacteria will make you feel better and take its hold within your immune system. My question is, don't we have enough people around who are already full of shit? Isn't that (laughs) a problem in America right now that no one can tell the truth? So... Scientists keep at it. That's got to be quite an interview process. <laughs> yes, exactly. The smellier you are, the farther you go in the interview process. And then there's Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is in talks with Playboy to centerfold at 75 years old. Wow. Go, Dolly, go. Yeah, Playboy also had other news. It said they've decided to change their name to Cobweb Coochie Quarterman. <laughs> Jesus. But the real good news for Dolly Parton and for us... Looking at her is 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 the truth that most of her body, after dozens and dozens and dozens of surgeries, is less than twenty years old, anyways. <laughs> so that'll be okay. All right, we so, are going to be changing our name. We are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to let you know what it is, but I'll know what it is. So yeah, we've gotten some feedback. As you know, this is kind of a work in progress. We're 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 getting this year going. So we've decided to change our name from No Books to something else. We haven't figured it out yet. But uh, there was some backlash of people not knowing what No Books was. And we think it's hilarious. I like making fun of stupid people on TV who are sitting in front of as many like books as possible to try to prove how smart they are. I think that's hilarious. But other people are, are having a hard time kind of relating it yeah. to 49er football. <laughs> so we're going to come up with another name, and, and the reason we want to bring it to your attention now is our, for our loyal listeners now, we want to make sure that 
you know, we lead you in the right direction. We don't want to leave you hanging, okay? <laughs> right? You're, I don't want you struggling going, where's my notebooks? If I don't get my notebooks, I, I don't know what's going on. And I, I, we don't want to put any more anxiety or stress on you. So we're going to be changing our name. Do we have any ideas of, of what we're going with that yet? Uh, no, we have no idea where we're going to change the name to. Right. So if you in the audience have any idea and you've thought really long and hard about a good name for us, don't let us know. We don't care. <laughs> we're going to figure it out ourselves. But other than that, Thursday, we're going to highlight and talk about Miami and the, in, uh, the updated injury report going into the weekend. I'm looking forward to getting this taste out of my mouth. Again? Again, I'm going to stick a Tide Pod in my mouth. I, I, then I'll be better. Go, Donald, go. Go, Donald, go. Go, COVID. Oh, so <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. Stay safe. Right, Bye-bye. Guys.